May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I have to say, whenever I read this gospel, I can't help but go back and forth between the first line and the last line. So John says, you brood of vipers. And then we are told he proclaimed the good news to the people. Seems like there's kind of a contradiction there, right? Calling them a brood of vipers. I mean, he couldn't say, welcome to the River Jordan. Let me give you some good news. But John here is actually standing in the tradition of the prophets that would have been familiar to the people of Israel. Prophets who were sent by God to call Israel back whenever they had strayed from God's path. And if you think back to our Old Testament prophets, the prophets called the people of Israel cows of Bashan, called them prostitutes, called them widely sexed, called them all kinds of names in welcoming them to listen to God's word. But behind all of those calls is the reminder that indeed you are God's people and your actions do not fit with that description. But it is a reminder that God sees you that God knows you, that God believes that you are actually able to walk in God's path. And so John, in calling the people of Israel, is saying, even as you are here oppressed by the Roman Empire, God has not forgotten you. And God recognizes you as God's people with a particular call to live out God's commandments into the world, a particular call to live up to your covenant with God. And just as the Old Testament prophets would never say simply things like, so be nice, be good, come to temple every once in a while, and God will be happy, but was, they were very specific about what it was that God needed from the people. So too, John is specific to each group that comes to be baptized. If you have food, share it with those who don't. If you have an extra coat, you are called to give it to those who have no clothes. If you are a tax collector, then don't add to what the Romans ask you to collect a little bit extra for yourself. If you are a soldier, don't use your authority to abuse. In fact, each person is told exactly what they need to do given their place, their privilege, their role in society, what it is that they must do to start the path to justice, to be a part of the good news. And so we too are called by God not to simply smile at people and be nice and come to church, but please do come to church. 
But not, that is not what we are called to either. For each of us, God calls us to reflect on our own role, status, and privilege in the world. Who is it that we are? What are the particular gifts that we can offer God? What are the particular ways that society gives us power to be either those who maintain systems of injustice or instead use our power and privilege and status to build a just society? One of my favorite theologians, and as I was thinking about it, I thought, I'm sure I've said this about somebody else too. So I'm just warning you now that I have a lot of favorite theologians. So you're going to hear me saying one of my favorite theologians many, many times. But one of my favorite the theologians, Reverend Dr. Vincent Harding, was invited to speak at the Children's Defense Fund convention some years ago. And in his presentation, he said, I am a citizen of a country that does not yet exist. I am a citizen of a country that is built on justice. I am a citizen of a country which makes sure that all of its children receive a quality education. I am a citizen of a country that makes sure that no one goes to bed hungry. And that country does not yet exist. But I am called to strive to make that country a reality. And the truth is that we as Christians are not just citizens of a country, but we are citizens of a very world that does not yet exist, at least does not exist here on this earth. But we are citizens of a world that God dreamed and imagined before the beginning of time and set us out to be those who strive to make that world a reality here on earth. We are citizens of a world that does not exist, a world where each person is recognized and valued because they are made in God's image. We are citizens of a world that God dreamed where all of God's creation lives in harmony. A world that does not yet exist on this earth. We are citizens of a world that is governed by love and justice because that is who our God is. And that world does not yet exist, but each of us is called to play a role in making that world real. And God calls us, each of us, from the place 
that we already exist, the place in which we already stand, the life which we already live, to be those building that world that does not yet exist. I'm not going to ask anybody to show hands because I don't want people to get into trouble with Todd if they haven't been reading his Advent reflections. So I don't know if, I don't know if you have been reading Todd's Advent reflections and the ways in which he speaks of Advent calling us to a place of reflection. And in this week's, he talks about how John was called from his place of privilege, from his place of privilege of being part of the priestly class to go out into the wilderness proclaiming God's good news. And Todd asks us then to reflect on what is it that we, each of us, where we are, are being called to reflect on? What are we called to empty out of ourselves about what we know about ourselves, about our world, about our country? What is it that Advent is calling out of you, of me, being part of this community of Konania? As a parish, we have said, we are a community of Kononia called to live God's spirit in this world, called to question our own privilege, our own status, our own role in maintaining a world that is not a world of justice. And I imagine that sometimes as we talk as a community about what does it mean for each of us as individuals and what does it mean for us as this parish church to be a community of Konania, that there might be times when it feels as though we are saying, you brood of vipers, you terrible people. But that is actually not the message. The message is indeed a message of good news. It is a message of a God who says, I believe in you. I believe that you are able to look honestly at the world in which you live and see what your role is in this world. Are you one striving for justice or are you one upholding systems of injustice or are you one just simply trying to ignore and hoping to get by? Because our God says, I believe in you. I believe in your ability to speak the truth to yourself about yourself as an individual, about your community, about this parish community, about what it is that we can do to make true this world that we are citizens of, but that does not yet exist. Our God says, I believe in your ability to change this world. 
I believe in each of you as an individual, and I believe in this community of Koinonia to be a community of courageous individuals. Emptying yourselves of the power and privilege in as much as you strive for justice. Our God is a God who says, you, you are made in my image and I trust you to be about building my kingdom. Amen.